The following program is a paid presentation from Dr. Raj Sinha. The information and opinions expressed herein are solely those of Dr. Raj Sinha and are not the opinions of KNews, Alpha Media, management, or employees. K News. I'm Dr. Raj Sinha from Star Orthopedics. The Bone Zone is sponsored by Star Orthopedics and the Desert Stem Cell Project. As you know, I'm an orthopedic surgeon specializing in hip and knee replacement. I've been in the Valley for about 16 years. I brought a lot of new technology here. Uh, I also have a PhD in molecular biology. My background is actually in stem cell. I uh, developed a bunch of stuff uh, on how you uh, grow human bone cells in the laboratory and then uh, manipulate them to see how they interact with the biomaterials that we use in orthopedics, like the metals, how they attach, how they communicate with those metals, as well as putting some uh, research on uh, the space shuttle back in, uh, oh, the early 90s. It was pretty fun stuff. So, uh, you know, the point of this show is to educate. That's what I try to do here. You know, a large, a large part of my job really is to educate people about what's going on with their bodies, particularly their hips and their knees. And I thought a couple of illustrative cases uh, came up this week, a couple of patients that I saw. that really got me thinking about how patients view their knees and their knee pain. One of the patients is um, a youngish woman in her mid-50s who's had some knee pain for a couple of years. And it's been progressively getting worse. She does a lot of driving, and the pain is all in the front of her knee. Uh, and, you know, she's been told by her doctor, her primary care doctor, that she's got some arthritis and a lot of people sort of throw the word arthritis around like it's a, oh, what are you going to do about it type of diagnosis. But for those patients who have conditions like rheumatoid arthritis or psoriatic arthritis where they really get deformity uh, of their joints, you know, the last 20 years we've developed some drugs that really control the damage that, that, the, that those types of arthritis conditions do to people. Uh, but the, the osteoarthritis, the wear and tear arthritis, a lot of doctors still kind of go, eh, well, what are you going to do? It's a little bit of arthritis. Well, actually, there's a lot you can do um, because most osteoarthritis, the wear and tear arthritis, even though it develops over time, it develops very slowly and it progresses very slowly. And so if you do things that actually intervene at a relatively early age, then you can slow the progression. That's actually been shown in the scientific medical literature. So my conversation with her had to do a lot with, well, how do you slow the progression? You know, her problem was all under her kneecaps, actually. The rest of her joint was fine, but her problem was in her kneecaps. And that's why uh, the arthritic condition was causing her pain whenever she was braking and hitting the gas pedal, going up and down stairs, you know, exercising on a treadmill became very difficult. Even an elliptical trainer became difficult because of that pain in the front. So we did a lot of things for her, actually. You know, the arthritis was pretty minimal on the x-rays, which means, and this is an important point, so let me talk about that. You know, people sort of say, well, why do you need an x-ray? We'll just jump straight to an MRI. An x-ray is a two-dimensional representation of what's happening in three dimensions. It's a composite picture from front to back, whereas an MRI takes individual slices and then and it gives you 
what's happening at each level. So the analogy that I use is if you think about the joint itself, the joint, the knee joint I'm talking about is the bones are covered by cartilage. There's three bones. There's the, there's the shin bone, the thigh bone, and the kneecap. And each of those bones is covered by cartilage. Cartilage is that gristle that you see on the end of a chicken leg, for example. So we all have that, and that's what provides lubrication and allows the joint to move smoothly. Each of those three compartments can wear independent of one another. They can wear out, they can wear out at the same time, or they can wear independent of one another. When they wear independent of one another, we call it a unicompartmental problem. So only one of the three compartments is going bad. So on an x-ray, for example, if you see complete bone touching bone, that means that the entire surface of the cartilage on both sides of the joint, on the thigh bone as well as on the shin bone, has worn out, and that's now why the bone is touching bone. However, you can have a situation where you just have potholes in the surface of the cartilage. It's not like the whole road surface is gone, and therefore you would see bone touching bone, but you do have potholes where you have areas of exposed bone, and that's an early arthritic condition. And if left untended, that will continue to progress. So in her situation, that's what she had going on. The x-rays looked pretty normal. There was a little bit of touch of arthritis, and it looked like her kneecap was a little bit off center. So that told me that biomechanically her muscles were not firing correctly. So there was a role for physical therapy there. So we did some physical therapy for her. That helped a little. We did some taping, that helped a little. We actually did some laser treatment too, and I'll talk a little bit about that some more later. We did some laser treatment, and laser has some value, and that helped a little, but it wasn't enough to get her over the hump. And then finally, she wanted to try a biological solution, and so we did platelet-rich plasma and amnio-derived stem cells. And for the first couple of weeks, she didn't notice any improvement, which I kind of expected, because you know biologically, it takes time for the cells to get to work, and start shutting off certain mechanisms and turning on other mechanisms. And so finally, after about you know three weeks, she kind of had this day of epiphany where she was like, huh, at the end of the day, I did everything today and my knee didn't hurt me once. I never even thought about it. And that's fortunately been sustained now for several weeks. And of course, the proof is going to be in the pudding as to how long is that going to last. But it illustrates the point, again, that arthritis, especially in the early phases, is both a biological problem and a mechanical problem, and you need both solutions. And so the combination of physical therapy to help the biomechanics, the combination of taping and bracings in some, in some people's situations helps the biomechanical part, the mechanical part. But then you need something biological to help turn off some of the pain mechanisms, and that's where the biological treatments with PRP or stem cells holds a lot of promise, and, and that's why we're very excited about that. So that, that's one uh, case that really was illustrative, uh, I think, about some of the things that we're talking about and that I've been talking about over the past several months. The other, the other case uh, that I want to talk about here on the Bone Zone today um, was another patient who, similar to this first patient, was in his mid-50s, had had some ACL surgeries, and had developed... Uh, pain in the knee, and that was attributable to arthritis. And again, he didn't have a complete wearing out of the joint surface. The road surface wasn't completely gone, but he had a lot of potholes all over the place. And he wasn't responding to the treatments like cortisone and anti-inflammatory medications and things like that. Uh, and so he wound up getting a knee replacement surgery. Now, as a surgeon, and I've done over 4,000 knee replacements in my career, um, 
the one thing that I've learned about knee replacement surgery is as good as it is and as good as the technology has gotten, you're, you're not restoring the normal anatomy for a patient. You know, we're, take, we're, we're taking what God gave you that wore out and we're replacing it with a mechanical man-made device. The devices are good. They've gotten much better, et cetera, but it's still not the same as, you know, your normal uh, anatomy. And the other thing that, and because of that, the thing that I've learned is that what we're doing is we're taking somebody who has significant pain and we're lessening their pain. We're not giving them a normal joint, but we're decreasing their pain. So for people who are living in seven, eight, nine out of 10 level pain most of the time, if we drop it down to a one or a two, that's a significant improvement. And when I asked this gentleman when he finally had his knee replacement, and I, and I didn't do it, by the way, when he initially had his knee replacement, how bad was your pain at the time of the surgery? He said, oh, it was about a four. And I said, oh, man. So you went from having four-level pain, they did a surgery, and now your pain is worse. Now, part of it is the, the technique that was used for him. But a really important part was that his pain really hadn't progressed to the point that warranted doing a knee replacement. There were so many other things that were still available to us to try. Again, the road surface wasn't completely gone. So to remove the entire road surface like we do when we do a knee replacement, in my opinion, was a little bit overkill. And so I think that some of the biological treatments, some of the bracing, maybe laser, a combination of all those things would have probably avoided the, the you know, the decision to get a knee replacement. Now he's got a knee replacement that's not working. And the question that we're both looking at ourselves trying to answer is, well, is it worth redoing it? Is that going to make you any better? Again, it's not going to be anatomical. There's a couple of little minor things that are wrong with the knee replacement, and I think I can fix them. In fact, I know I can fix those little minor things, but is that going to get rid of his pain now and improve his stiffness that he's really suffering from? And, and that's the challenge. I don't know. You know, again, as many knee replacements as I've done, as well as patients do, there's still this you know, desire that we have as surgeons and as patients to put off the need for knee replacement as long as possible. And that's why we try to go through all of the, the uh, non-surgical options before we eventually consider surgery. So I want to spend some time talking about what some of those non-surgical options are in a little bit of detail, how they work and what they're intended to do and why a single mode of treatment is rarely enough but so many people give up on whether those non-surgical things are going to work because they expect one thing to be the magic bullet. You're listening to The Bone Zone on 94.3, 104.7 K News. Back after these messages.